You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller here with you. Another episode of You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. Filling in for Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. We've got a lot going on today. They are off and running at the Genesis Invitational. Tiger Woods making his return to the PGA Tour, playing his first event of the 2024 season. He's one under right now through nine holes. Currently, Will Zalatoris is leading the tournament at six under par through eight holes. So Willie Z off to a hot start. He's got a lot of firepower behind him. Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, five under. Victor Hovland, four under. And uh, he's still got a bunch of names just getting underway. Scotty Scheffler just eagled the first hole. Rory McIlroy is getting ready to tee off along with Max Homa and Adam Scott as well. So we will keep you posted on the golf throughout the show. We're going to talk some baseball Today, we are also going to get into uh, some NBA as well. We'll talk some football later on in the show. Uh, that is Mark Drumheller. I'm PJ Glass. A reminder, you can watch us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. You can listen to us on twitch.tv slash BeckQL and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. You can also listen to us on the Odyssey app for free. Mark, before we dive into some of the storylines, how did the bets go last night? I know you dabbled in uh, some NBA. We had a loaded card last night. Yeah, not good. So so dropped both games. Pacers did not cover. Uh, came up a little bit short, a bucket short against the Raptors. Um, that was a surprise to me. I thought that number was a little bit short. And um, Cleveland did not get the job done either. Flat effort against the Bulls. Um, so the Bulls get the road cover in that one. Uh, you know, pretty surprised. It was interesting, PJ. I know we were talking about a little bit about this before the show. The games that I showed the biggest number edges on were the Lakers, uh, the Kings, which I, I bet late at night, which ended up going well. Didn't talk about that one on the show, but it decided to fire because things weren't going well. And then the Heat and the Clippers. And with the Clippers, the Heat, the Lakers, I got off it. I could not pull the trigger just because Kawhi was out, LeBron was out. But that's really what creates these market inefficiencies. So um, it was a lesson learned on my end. You know, don't be a chicken. If you got, if you see a number at edge, fire away. Don't let the smoke, don't let the narratives, you know, cloud your judgment. It could have been a very profitable night. Instead, you know, we took a couple lumps. 
Yeah, tonight only three games on the card. Milwaukee, they're 13.5-point th favorites at the Grizzlies. That's come up from 11.5 to 13.5. The Warriors are small road favorites tonight in Utah. Minus 1.5, minus 130 on the money line. And then the Timberwolves are minus 9.5 at the Trailblazers tonight. So only three games. Obviously, NBA All-Star Weekend gets going tomorrow. Mark and I will dive into that a bunch. Talk slam dunk contest, three-point contest, All-Star game. All that good stuff. Uh, real quick, Mark, though, is the NBA All-Star Game, is that your favorite All-Star Game of the bunch? I know baseball, a lot of people like that one. Um, wh which one do you like the best? Yeah, I don't like any of them, I'll be honest. Uh, like, the All-Star Games, like, when I was younger, it was cool. Like, you get to see the different, you know, stars playing with each other and whatnot. But I feel like the product in every sport has just gotten so watered down. And it's, uh, you know, I, I just want a fair game that I can wager on. Right. You know, I, the all star games just kind of like more fun guys playing around, not being super serious. So uh, not my favorite event of the year. So it's it hard for me to pick a, you know, one that I, I truly like. But um, we could see some exciting stuff in the, you know, in the NBA competition. Yeah, I think it's been referred to like in the past that the NBA All-Star game is just like the greatest pickup game that you can play, right? Just mm -hmm. all these NBA All-Stars, there's no defense, everybody's just trying to score. Uh, I, you know, I mean, it's certainly not a game I love to bet on just because nobody's really trying for the most part. You do get some cool moments with some cool dunks. Honestly, my favorite part is always like the introductions and now that they have, they're almost like picking teams Kind of, I know this year they're mm -hmm. going back to the East and the West, but I did enjoy that to see like Jokic was like the last pick in the draft last year, right? That's a guy who might win another MVP <laughs> this year. And he's picked last because his game's like not flashy and nobody wants him in an all-star game. But those kind of things I did find uh, pretty enjoyable. I do love the MLB all-star game. I'm glad that they did away with like that game determining home field advantage for the World Series. I thought that was insane. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the game itself, obviously, some of the matchups that we get, like some of the elite pitchers going up against the elite pitchers, it feels like that's the game where the guys are definitely trying the most. Um, so I do like that all-star game the best for sure. But the NBA is obviously can be entertaining with all the points that they do score. Last night for me, Mark, Detroit came through 0-26, favored by 5.5. Vegas knew what they were doing. One by eight, uh, 15. So that was a uh, that was a nice cash last night. Also had a money line parlay with Maryland and Auburn and Tennessee. So nice night in college hoops. S small slate tonight. There's really not much going on. Not much Friday either. And then obviously it builds back up on Saturday. So nothing really too much for me in uh, college hoops tonight. But last night was a good night. We did have some news though in college football. Mark, did you see the uh, the trailer? Did you see the EA Sports College Football trailer that dropped today? I did not. Oh, man. It was like this Good. video of, yeah, this guy is basically, he's at the Rose Bowl. It's like a minute and a half. It's like 90 seconds. And it's a tease for like the full reveal video is coming in May. Mm -hmm. And then the, they said the game is going to drop sometime during the summer. But it was basically a video just saying that like, 100% we have a college football video game that is coming back and got everybody very excited because we haven't had one since 2014. Yeah, you might not see me for a month. I might need to take a good month off <laughs> just to fire through that. And they couldn't pick a better you know, scene, the Rose Bowl. I think you know the Rose Bowl was probably the best atmosphere 
to play a football game in. So, uh, you know, glad to see that's part of it, but it's going to be incredibly exciting. I can't wait for it to drop. Did you have uh did you have a team back in the day that would always be your go-to? Like were you a military academy guy? Would you play with Hawaii? Like who <laughs> who was your school that you would try and win championships with? I would mix it up. I mean, here in Philadelphia, you know, we don't really have a, a college football team that we root for, right? Like it's not, you know, Penn some people there's a some people like Notre Dame, some people like Penn State, but they're not really local, right? It's still, you know, Penn State's still a very, very far drive um from here in Philadelphia. So I don't have a specific team that I adopted. I like to use different teams, see, you know, which teams I can win with, kind of switch it up and you know, that, that's kind of how I approach it. I'll tell you what though. In, in true college football, as a fan, I'm getting closer and closer to these Oregon Ducks, man. I might just, like, adopt them as my favorite team. Really? You just go all out? Yeah. Are you, they got to they gotta include all the different jersey combinations, right? Like, if you're playing yes. with Oregon, I better get, like, 50 options of who, what kind of jerseys <laughs> I can use. <laughs> you have to. That's the fun of the game, right? You know, or maybe they let you design your own for Oregon, right? And you can you can craft them. But yeah, the jersey options are going to be tremendous. Yeah, so that dropped today. Can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that uh, full reveal in May. There's going to be a lot of people I uh, I have a suspicion will be taking off work those couple days when that game's <laughs> dropped. Then you have Caitlin, Caitlin Clark tonight. She is going for the NCAA women's scoring title they play michigan she needs just eight points to break kelsey plum's record of 3527 points mark tonight's price for the iowa michigan game in iowa city is four hundred dollars i love it i love it hey if there's a market listen i wouldn't love to pay it but i watch it on tv but if there's a market it's good it's good to see this program taking advantage and generating money you know, all off such an event. So I, I know fans don't like it when these prices get hiked up like that. But if we want women's sports to flourish, you know, we have to be willing to do these types of things. No question. She, uh, Iowa played at Maryland a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I went on like SeatGeek and StubHub and all these places to look up like what prices would be. And they were like close to $300 for, for a price. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'd like to see her play, but like not not that bad. You know what I mean? So it's right. crazy. Like you said, yeah. the revenue that she's generating is is incredible. And uh, she's awesome. awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait for the tournament, you know, on the women's side because I have a feeling yeah. a lot of people are going to pick Iowa and that's going to create some some betting opportunities to kind of fade them. The lines are probably going to be a little bit inflated. Um, like last year in the national championship game, Iowa, they were like 12 point dogs to South Carolina and they end up pulling that upset right in the semifinal round, the final four. And then they played LSU and they became three and a half point favorites. And I'm like, look, I mean, I I think maybe, I don't think they should be favored in the game, but it's that overreaction. It's the Caitlin Clark, just dynamic. So right now, South Carolina Mm -hmm. is the heavy favorite. They're plus 120. Iowa's plus 700. LSU plus 750, Stanford 14 to 1. It, for me, I haven't watched too much women's college basketball, but the few that I have marked, the few games that I have watched, South Carolina once again is just a machine. And the fact that they lost to Iowa last year, something tells me that, uh, that they're out for, oh, no question.
no question. For so, sure. They'll be what even about more you? motivated. Yeah. And I love seeing that there's a tax on Iowa, right, in the betting market, because that's kind of the next step, right, you know, for, you know, women's college basketball is now you have a tax. It's not the, you know, Yankees tax. It's not the Alabama tax, but you are going to see some disruption in the betting market with them. So I, I think that's pretty cool. And you're right. It is going to create some opportunities for us to jump in and get some good numbers on the other side. I have uh, I have some friends that kind of handicapped the WNBA uh, too, and they were telling me to buy some mm-hmm. futures on the Indiana Fever in the WNBA because they're an upcoming team. They got Aaliyah Boston from South Carolina, who's really good, and uh, they're obviously going to get Caitlin Clark with the with the number one pick. So if you want a little future in the WNBA, maybe sprinkle something on the Indiana Fever. But Caitlin Clark and Iowa in action tonight against Michigan. Then for some NFL news, Steve Spagnolo is coming back with the Chiefs. He signs an extension. Kansas City plus 650 to win the Super Bowl, plus 400 to win the AFC. Mark, are you surprised that like teams aren't willing to give Spags a look at to becoming a head coach? Like, do you think it's just gotten to the point where he's just a great defensive coordinator and, and, you know, he can't be a head coach kind of like one of those Vic Fangio types or, you know, Wade Phillips or somebody like that. Like, are you surprised the success that he's had in KC? Somebody hasn't given him a shot to be a head coach again. I'm not, and I'm not sure he wants another shot. Like his term with the Rams went pretty bad. Like that was pretty ugly time for him, you know, as a head coach. And he might be just, just be more comfortable. We talked about Chip Kelly yesterday, you know, being comfortable going to Ohio state and just being part of a top program with a chance to win, you know, every year um, as a coordinator and Spagnola, you know, possibly could have the same perspective, right? You know, he gets to, you know, run a defense with Patrick Mahomes on the other side. I think every defensive coordinator would love to be in that position. So uh, I'm not surprised at all, especially when you consider just the landscape of the, you know, uh, the NFL coaching hiring cycle. Everybody wants a modern offensive play caller. That's the new thing. Everybody's going after that. Spagnola doesn't fit that mold. Even though you do see some defensive coordinators hired, you know, Raheem Morris, you know, is one of them. But I, I am just not surprised that Spagnola is decided to stay put in Kansas City. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know if he really wants a head coaching job, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like you get in the coaching profession, especially when you reach the NFL level and when you're of a certain age, like you just want to compete for championships and He's no dummy. He sees who his quarterback is on the other side, right? He knows as long as Mahomes is there, he's going to have a chance to compete. Not only that, but like he's got one of the best defensive units in the NFL and they're young, right? Especially on the back end. Now they got a decision to make with Snead and what they want to do with Chris Jones, but McDuffie's an all pro. He's a younger guy. Um, Some of their linebackers are kind of in their prime. So Kansas City's defense is in a good spot. Spags is just so good, especially in the postseason. Um, and, you know, it's fortunate. Like, we saw it with the Patriots dynasty. Like, Belichick was obviously to, was able to keep his coordinators there for a number of years, right, and keep it all intact. And Andy Reid has been able to do the same for the most part. The enemy was there for a while, but Nagy had been there before. So it's like kind of the familiarity. And then obviously Spags on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, Kansas City, certainly three-peat could be looking good for them. Uh, And then some other news as well. Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, according to Adam Schefter, who is 12.7 million in guarantees. 
um, in his contract that becomes fully guaranteed on Friday, has informed today he will remain on the roster through this week, allowing the money to trigger. $12.7 million will now convert from injury guaranteed to fully guaranteed, assuring that Smith will collect the money. So looks like Geno Smith will be back in Seattle. Your thoughts, Mark, do you think this is the right decision? Do you think Seattle should have been aggressive, maybe traded up for a quarterback, maybe gotten one in their current spot or gone after a veteran? Or do you like them bringing back Geno? I can understand it. I think Geno will be good enough for what they want to do, especially if McDonald's going to build a good defense around them. They got some good young players in the draft, Devin Witherspoon. So I think that's the key. Like for next year, yes, but I do think they need to start looking to the future. Yeah. All right, well, we'll talk about that some more. Geno Smith, Seattle, kind of their future thoughts for next season. Talk about some of the offensive linemen who are have some free agent decisions to make as well. Keep you posted on the Genesis Invitational at Riviera as well. Just getting started with you for the next three hours and 45 minutes. P.J. Glasser, Mark Drumheller, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. 